Hey everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Be The Man podcast. My name is Casey Cornelius. I appreciate you joining. I also uh, am excited to share with you, for those of you who might not know already, the podcast is now available on iTunes. So you can subscribe and download and get notifications when new episodes drop. It was kind of a process to get on iTunes, so... uh, Sure is exciting for it to be there. Uh, so, so please give it some love. Uh, already got five-star ratings, which is uh, awesome. I, I really do appreciate it. I appreciate the continued support. Over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of public attention to masculinity. And um, a lot of it came from the Gillette ad that I talked about in the last episode, uh, which I titled, The Best an Ad Can Get. And over the last few weeks, what I have been seeing more and more are folks retreating into a couple of different camps around the phrase toxic masculinity. So I want to offer today a, a bold suggestion, and it's really geared at folks who are interested in this area and those who I would call allies. I would like us to stop using the phrase toxic masculinity. I have been doing this a little bit over the last couple of years. When people talk to me about my, my program, they'll, they'll say to me sometimes, tell me about your toxic masculinity program. And my retort is always, I don't have a toxic masculinity program. I have a healthy masculinity program. What I... Th- feel and sense and derive from most of the conversation going on is that the term toxic masculinity, which was first created in the 80s or 90s, depending on your perspective, but really thrust into the public conversation around 2013 to 2015, 16, is that it was created with good intentions. The idea was to identify a series of behaviors that were truly toxic to men and to help to identify those behaviors in a way to change patterns, change individual choices. But what has happened is that those who we have been attempting to help in the process now are finding offense and are retreating. They're defending themselves every time the word toxic is used. I'd like to give you a parallel. It's not a perfect one, so please, my apologies beforehand. But I'd like to give you a parallel. In the 60s, we find the first use of the term druggie to identify people who are drug users, addicts. And it was used to identify a problem. It was used to identify and in some ways shame those who are engaged in the behavior as a means of inspiring them to change. Over time, that term morphed and altered. In, I think, good and positive ways. Now we talk about things like addiction and addicts and dependency. Fast forward to today, when we think about use of opiates, prescription drugs, we reference this not by using phrases like druggie or addict, 
Instead, we talk about the opioid crisis because we're interested in looking for solutions and also evaluating the multiple pathways that have contributed to the cause of the problem to begin with. When I talk about masculinity, I always reference the spectrum of healthy or not, because I want us to be able to come down to an evaluation of our behaviors, our thoughts, or processes, so that we can ask the question, is this healthy or not? And if it's not healthy, what is an alternative choice? What can we do differently to get closer to that spectrum of health as opposed to not? The phrase toxic was used with good purposes, good intentions, but it has become the druggie of this conversation. The last thing that I would say about this, and I know that this is going to rile some people up, and I, I understand it. I also think for those of us who are allies in this, those of us who are attempting to create a better path and inspire people to better choices, I also think that the term toxic has become a hammer in which we punish people for behavior that we don't find positive. And here's what I would ask you. If we continue to beat people over the head with this hammer, do we really expect them to change? Do we really expect them to self-evaluate and look for more positive or healthier alternatives? Or do we expect them to begin to push back and fight back from the beatings with the hammer? I take the term toxic now to be not only lazy, but counterproductive. We're not going to inspire change or gain allies or help people see better alternatives by beating them with a hammer. So, I look forward to engaging with you more critically in this dialogue. I understand that this is probably going to draw people back a little bit and think about their own use and maybe even push back on me and challenge me in my construction here. But I think that we can get better if we use terms that are more positive and more aspirational. I would suggest instead of toxic to frame things in the spectrum of healthy or unhealthy. I look forward to continued dialogue with you. If you want to engage on social media, please use the hashtag be the man. That's hashtag be the man. And until next time, I appreciate the continued support, the downloads, the shares, the likes, and the conversations. Thanks, everyone.